Studios. Welcome back, freaks, to another episode of the new and improved Off the Dome podcast. Like always, I am your host, Matt Dezit. Now, to give you a little context on what this podcast is all about, long story short, it's basically on whatever I want it to be on, with no outline for what to discuss, and with no boundaries, everything and anything off the dome is allowed, yeah, and only time tell where the conversation will go. And like always, if you do enjoy this podcast, please like and share it to help a brother out with trying to pursue the very, very irrational dream of becoming the greatest podcast ever. It would be greatly appreciated, y'all. For my guest today, we have a local Edmonton rapper that goes by the name of Brandino. This was an amazing podcast with an amazing individual. And I really look forward to having you guys listen to this podcast. It has to be one of my favorite podcasts I have recorded. You know, we talked about his life growing up in Granada and everything else that has led up to where he is now currently. Absolutely had a blast. But like always, I will shut up so you folks can enjoy this podcast with the glorious Brand Dino. Escape reality with Matt Z. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. Cool. All right, man. We are live on Off the Dome. Brandino is in the house. I'm super excited about this, man. We've been planning this for a long ass time, so I'm happy to finally have you this yes, sir. down the down down in the basement. <laughs> um, I've been loving what you've been doing with your work. You know, all your songs you've been releasing. Obviously, this brand that you're trying to go right now as well too. I know. Uh, the one song I think you released that six months ago, something like "Give Me a Reason." Oh yeah, want the cool ass music video, man. That actually, <laughs> shit, that shit was nice. Appreciate that. Um, let's kind of dive into it. Where do you feel that this dream of yours came from? Oh, I always listen to music, so it's something that's always been there, and uh, it took me a while to get to this. It was like. Almost like when you're destined to do something, you'll get there even if it's not sooner, it's going to be later type deal. Yeah. So, like, since I was a kid, I remember always asking, like, my grandfather. I was like, oh, how do I write a song? Because I had a buddy yeah. that was in school. He was also he was putting out music. And in Grenada, we were listening to soca music rather than hip-hop or rap and stuff like that. Soca music? Yeah. Okay, what kind of music is that? It's, it's really uh, more like, carnival for the caribbean okay yeah yeah so it's really upbeat high tempo it's like almost like high energy workout music like good vibes and shit yeah like that. it's yeah, like oh, lots yeah, yeah. of like there's like steel pans and just a bunch of instruments like mm-hmm. it's completely different it's like listening to like uh afro beats yeah and how they have that kind of vibe but mm-hmm. soca has a different vibe but nowadays is a little it's like blending yeah is that something that's like kind of special to granada or uh, or has it like kind of expanded outwards as well too in the caribbean it's yeah it's everywhere in the caribbean okay yeah that type of style music yeah it's that kind of it's pretty close it's like you know like how there's dance hall there's other places in the caribbean that does dance hall as well not just jamaica and so that's what soca is about but it's more like for like dancing and partying, but our style. Mm. And uh, I had a buddy, uh, he 
he used to sing. And he was younger than me. Yeah. And I always wanted to do it. Maybe, I'm just, just kind of like that, you know, being out there type deal. Mm-hmm. And just seeing him doing it kind of like inspired me. And mm-hmm. I always asked my grandfather. He told me you have to write it and rhythm and all that stuff. And I was yeah. just, I never understood it. Yeah, okay. So, this is as I got better with my English. I started like doing like poetry and like mm-hmm. middle school and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, mad beautiful. And, like, I felt like I had a knack for it. You know what I mean? Because, like, okay, yeah. all this shit would just, certain shit would just come to me naturally. Like, especially when it comes to, like, talking about the stars and shit like that. All of, all of a sudden, I have the right words for it. Type yeah. Deal. Yeah. But it was just that navigation from turning that into actual rhythm and, you know, being able to deliver it properly. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, spent the last year working on that type yeah. deal. No, so it's basically, it's a whole art form that you're creating then, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, essentially, I don't know how other people see it, yeah. but in terms of the way I go about it, it's something that kind of grew on me. So I always love music. I used to freestyle with my friends. I was trash at it, Yeah. but it was still practice to get to that. And I always just, music was everything. Singing in the shower, yeah. fucking, you know what I'm saying? You look Absolutely. in the mirror, you sing some. And it didn't even matter what genre it was, as long as it makes you feel something. That was just me, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think just in general, music, like, the vibrations that music does give off. Yeah. Like, they can definitely enhance a mood. You know what I mean? 100%. There's some music, even just, like, sad or happy. There's some songs that come on instantly. Like, you have, like, a a flashback moment to, like, oh, fuck. I remember that one time I was sitting at this light listening to this song and I was doing this situation. I was this like how old or how many years old. And it's just like, it's weird how music can almost like teleport you to another dimension almost at times. To get, like, really, like, Essentially. Talk, but... Yeah. A lot of uh, <laughs> music for me captures a time in a moment. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like you going on a vacation and you have a snapshot of it in your head mm-hmm. and music kind of bring it. Like you said, it brings you back to that time. But music also, like, it's like a stamp. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, involved in, like, the whole environment behind it as well. So, like, all the music that's, like, coming out now will be, like, associated with, like, COVID and being restricted and yeah. all this stuff. It's, like, almost like current events. You yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? It'll, yeah, just, yeah. it'll just be there. It's cemented in the time. Yeah. So that's why music is essential, I think. It just carries that. Absolutely. A lot a sense of weight. Of community as well. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Yeah. It really does. Um, how do you, so you were born in Granada, growing yeah. up, and then you moved to New York City, and then yeah. you moved to Edmonton. Like, yeah. That's a transformation, <laughs> like, I can never imagine, like, just relocating, essentially. How do you feel like that, those moments in your life has shaped and created and influenced your music? Um, I'd say... Well, first off, just being able to go places and learning to adapt make you a more swifter person. Mm-hmm. I feel like it helps you face a lot of being able to deal with adversity differently from people. Like a lot of people, if something happens right now and their life kind of get flips upside down, they think that, you know, the world is over. Mm-hmm. But being able to start over so many times, that's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of gave me a a different outlook compared to most people. It's like, it's okay. This happened. Mm. It'll probably be able to create something out of it anyways. Yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah. 
So I think just being able to do that, but also the the influences just like from the Caribbean and Caribbean was really like really mellow, but it was also really closed minded. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very open minded person when it comes to like music and stuff like that mm-hmm. and talking about what's going on around the world and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So coming from that, I feel like I almost like graduated out of my surroundings Mm -hmm. and then i went to new york and it was it was like starting over but over there was like it gave me edge because dealing with people that just rough and don't give a fuck about anything you know what i'm saying it's literally like survival like people like like bullying and stuff like that i never dealt with that stuff but like immediately going to New York from Grenada, like, I dealt with that because my accent was different. Yeah, okay, yeah. So they used to be like, ah. And I took it personally, but I didn't realize it was, if I was just more solid in who I was, then it would have never affected me. Absolutely, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was yeah. shaky because I wanted to fit in. I was like, man, I'm finally in one of my dream places. Yeah, absolutely. And then you just didn't fit in then. Yeah, and I didn't fit in. I felt like I didn't belong. Mm-hmm. And I just spent, like, a lot of years trying to get myself just embedded in that whole yeah. community because yeah. Brooklyn had a community of its own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was, if you're from Brooklyn and you're expected to be somehow and stuff like that, it's just yeah. how it is. Yeah, you're supposed to, like, it's almost a stereotype. Right? It is, right. it is. And you're from there, so you kind of live up to it. Mm-hmm. So part of that. And then just coming out here kind of like was like a nice bridge to the gap between Grenada and New York. Yeah. Well, it's not crazy, but there's still shit going on. Yeah, no, for sure. So, I think that's why I like this place, is just the difference. I feel like it's in between for me. Okay, yeah. You know okay, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, It's yeah. like two extremes, and I am in the middle right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm presented with an opportunity to do a lot, because especially with music, the community is not big here. Usually people want to go places where they can join the movement that's already happening. Yeah, like I feel like Toronto, Vancouver would probably be really big cities, right? Yeah, yeah. they are. They're, and Vancouver is just upcoming. Toronto mm-hmm. has been established now. Yeah. But Edmonton doesn't have that solid base yet. Mm-hmm. Which, I, which I find weird because there is like a good community of good rappers. Yeah. Like I know I don't know if you know him, like CX to the world. Like I went to high school yeah. with him. And, like, yeah. he's been putting some stuff out. Like, he's yeah, he's really dope. He's music. really dope. Yeah. I know him, yeah. Met him a few times. Yeah, he's super nice um, guy, too. Yeah, he's really dope. Yeah. And he has really good music. I actually bumped his music. Yeah, literally. There's <laughs> I actually, actually have on my workout for yeah. him as well, too. Yeah. No, I actually bump his music, yeah. and I like that he's trying a lot of different avenues to get to where he want to go. Mm. He just needs to keep his head down and keep going. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I know it, it takes, like, a certain personality type to create a brand and to go and do your own thing and pursue your own dreams instead of like following like the typical like quote unquote nine to five schedule you come home you chill you do nothing too much and you go to work the next day yeah do you feel that being that outcast in at in new york and having that feeling do you think that really influenced your ability to pursue your dreams outwards i think so because just well, just thinking about it, like my grandfather yeah. was a farmer, mm-hmm. so he always did his own thing. Yeah. 
He doesn't live in the norms of other people. Mm-hmm. But growing up in New York, it's like everyone's trying to survive. So everyone's just trying to work a job to get by, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The minimum, minimum wage there, I don't even know if it's $15 an hour. I don't matter if it's $15. And the there, cost yeah. of living there, it's ridiculous. You can't mm-hmm. even... Like, I used to rent a room in Brooklyn for yeah. $800 a month. Really? How big was it? <laughs> it was the size... It was like 14 by 7. Oh, so it was just a room. It was a room. Oh, fuck. Man. $800 a month. And that's when the dollar, like, their value of $800 is so much more than... It's, and it's still that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The yeah. dollar is high. Yeah. So, it was... It was pointless. And for me, like... It was cool. I was working. I could have afforded it. Yeah. I used to pay my fucking rent months and like just like two months in mm-hmm. advance just to get it out the way. I don't have to worry about it. But like, it was just not enough. And I didn't want to, I don't ever want to get caught in that cycle of mm-hmm. being stuck. I hate that shit, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. like repetition, sinking yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. Being stuck, man, like, it's so easy to get caught up in that. So, I think just seeing what, like, my mom used to deal with and just the whole family of just mm-hmm. the survival. I didn't, he wasn't living, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He was just trying to get by. And yeah. I feel I felt like a lot of that gave me anxiety and fucking not knowing. It's good to have those skills to deal with that, but mm-hmm. it's not a good way to live. <laughs> Definitely not, man. It's not. No, yeah, it's stressful. Yeah, so you constantly want to have more, and I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Just living in New York just made me see that I could achieve way more than, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How um like how was the community growing up in Granada? Like, wh- how would you describe that? Uh, it was great. Mm-hmm. I won't lie. Like, I knew everybody. Everyone knew me. Yeah. Because my grandfather was a farmer. Okay, so we used yeah. to supply eggs, and I was like five years old delivering eggs yeah. to like fucking supermarkets. Oh, so you were young already. Yeah, I was already yeah. doing shit, and it's a complete different environment to here. Mm-hmm. Here, a five-year-old kid is not gonna go take a bus because there's predators and shit. Yeah, absolutely. But down there, everyone kind of know each other, so they look out for each other. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that takes a village to raise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's sure. literally like that. Mm-hmm. So. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah, how, like, was it a big community, small community, or like, it was, how many people do you think it was? Okay, I lived on an island, not even in Grenada. It was, like, separated. Oh, really? So, Grenada is, like, a child-in kind of country where yeah. it's this place called, well, it's Grenada, Caracou, and Petite Martinique. Okay. So, it's all, like, kind of, like, French, colonized type yeah, stuff. Yeah, So, um, I lived on an island called Caracou, and it's probably, like, 7,000 people on it. Oh, really? Like, so it's just like a small town It's then almost, It's right? villages. Oh, really? <laughs> Literally, oh, villages. Shit. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So, <laughs> it was small. I used to think, looking past the horizon, that was the end of the world type deal. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's really close-minded and narrow-minded. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, like, in terms of why you say it is closed-minded, this is going to be one of my questions, actually, but you just think it's closed-minded just because it is like a small-town mentality and they don't have those outside influences to come in there and make a change then? They have them. They have them? It's just that when you've been living a type of way your whole life, and your parents lived that way, and your grandparents mm-hmm. lived that way, it's almost like a way of living. But also, these guys are way more happier than we are. Yeah. Because they're happy with what they have. 
Yeah. They're getting by, they're advancing, but it's not as fast. Mm-hmm. So for them, it's like, okay, they're good. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah. good. Yeah. We don't want no crazy changes to do, to, you know, disrupt what we got going on. Yeah, for they'll sure. They'll mess with their happiness. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, all that, yeah, all of that is changing now, but mm-hmm. I feel like change needs to happen. Like, yeah, change is a good thing. They have to that, get it. They, right, it's just, yeah. it's the only way to keep moving or else it'll just be like, you know, whoever's living in the jungle somewhere. That, yeah. That's there that we don't know of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Literally. Um, so, I kind of want to, like, jump now to, like, what you're doing right now. Where was the inspiration to create this brand that you have? Oh, uh, it's just a need for identity. I feel like if you want to stand apart and just be a solid, you know, whole person, you have to have a brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I look at everywhere, like all the celebrities to the monster drinks and stuff like that. Yeah. Everyone has a brand and a brand identity. So for me, I just decided that I I needed to do that because you have to be a whole package rather than just a person. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just, it's it's all about, it's everything. It's all like packaging, how it looks, what it tastes like, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. So that's just, it's just being able to package myself and bring forth it. Absolutely. So, what is your what is your brand then? If you want to explain it. Well, for me, it's I want to create like an environment for people that want to be better. So it's just dealing with what you deal with day to day, but always remembering that there's something ahead. You know, a lot. That's don't get stuck in that cycle. Yeah. So I try to uh, always, I bring you to the dark times. I'll try to bring you to the, to the you know, bring you out of the dark to the light. Yeah. Show you both sides just to make you see it's a big picture. It's not just one thing only. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's essentially what my brand is. And to go about it with no shame, no regrets, everything that happens, happens for a reason. Yeah. And... And that's how I was born, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's super important to have a brand that's just, like, authentic at the yeah. end of the day. And I feel like that, with, like, your image and the message you're trying to put out there is definitely authentic. Yeah. You know? That was my key. I just want to make sure that everyone, it's almost like a, just a reassurance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's so much going on in the world where everyone's trying to be who they're not, you know? So yeah. I have to intentionally put myself in certain situations but I have to bring it back out mm-hmm. and show them it's not like that. Yeah. It's not what you think it is and stuff like that. So that's just my, I'm always that type of person to go in, see what it's like, and then come out and mm-hmm. say, it's not like that. Don't do yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what absolutely. I mean? Yeah, 100%, <laughs> I'll yeah. take that risk for you. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I like, it's like the saying just in general when you're doing something in life. It's, I would much rather be the person in the, um, on the court getting the shit kicked out of me than to be in the uh, guy in the stands and like the luxury box. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like there's two different perspectives on it. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Um, sorry, uh, you had mentioned that you, you're obviously authentic as fuck, which I definitely respect <laughs> Appreciate that. that. And you were saying that like obviously there's good times and there's bad times. What do you feel like some of the struggles and the pitfalls that you've encountered throughout this kind of journey, creating this brand and uh, trying to become a rapper as well? 
I wouldn't call it pitfalls. Mm-hmm. More so, just lessons. Absolutely. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. I'm coming into this industry not knowing shit. So I have mm-hmm. to take one day at a time, whatever comes to me. There's consequences to everything you do, and consequences are good and bad. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you try to get it too quick, and then you get a consequence like, hold on, no, that's not how it works. You waste some money and you waste some time. And then, you know, you learn from that and you move on. And I think yeah. my biggest thing is spending a lot of money in this industry, but having to remember that, excuse me, yeah, no worries, man. just going forward that it's going to pay off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people get caught up in wanting things too quick. And I'm not that kind of person. Like, I'd rather have a solid foundation and know that if anything happens to me, whatever foundation I built is strong enough to support me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's what it's all about. <laughs> no, I think that's, like, the best way to do it. And I feel like, even for myself, starting this podcast, or, or a good example is, like, going to the gym and working out. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time my ass went to the gym and worked <laughs> out. Like, I, you know, you just grab, go to the bicep curls and just do that. Yeah. And then, like, three weeks later, like, why am I not looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. right now, right? So it's, like, it's those moments in, in your life that are so important, I feel like, when you do have those, you have this perspective of how it's going to go, and it's, like, oh, it's going to be this great success right away, right out of the gates, I'm going to fucking, one year from now, I'm going to be, again, like, whatever <laughs> awards, like, million downloads, whatever it is, but then it's, like, along the journey, it, like, humbles your ass, where it's fast. like, ah, nah. Like, nah it happens nah. fast, especially in for me in music. Like, I find that, because I'm the type of person that I'm really confident. And I could sometimes be a little cocky about what my abilities are. Mm. So coming into the music, I thought I was nice because I was able to come up with these things off the bat, off the head, and, and write it down. And it all sounds cool and all. And then... And I put it out there, and everyone's like, no, that shit's trash. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I, I mean? Know what you mean. And yeah, then I yeah, go absolutely. back, and I look at it, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that was bad. But yeah. the good thing was that confidence made me release it. That confidence made me continue going. Yeah. And told myself, hey, you got to humble yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you don't got it as you think you do. Mm-hmm. And there's people that's working ten times harder than you at this shit. That's learning the proper way, and you need to learn how to do this shit. Yeah. And I think once I started understanding that I have to put myself back and calm my ego down, that I could actually, you know, put the time and effort into learning how to have good flows and how to rap and how to put everything mm-hmm. together. And yeah. that was a, it was essential, but also there was like. There's also a business side of it. So there's the creative side. You got to learn how to be creative and all that stuff. But then there's the business side where you have to build a brand and you have to be able to build certain relationships and all those things and keep going. So it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot of work for one person. And Mm -hmm. you need a solid support system or else, hey, if I didn't have a job and I was making enough money to keep doing this somehow, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, someone just came on the street and knocked on my shoulder and said, hey, buddy, here's a million dollars to pursue your dream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, oh, it'll be a breeze, but it's not how it works. <laughs> not how it works. But I feel like 
through that struggle though you find that authentic meaning behind everything yeah i feel so i feel like just being able to go through everything and see everything for what it is no regrets no shame just Mm -hmm. deal with it and you overcome those things and you fall in love with the journey Mm -hmm. and a lot of people kind of like they don't see it for that they just want the outcome absolutely you know what i mean and i think that's why a lot of people will be very unsatisfied for when they get to where they gotta go because it's not what they thought it was you know what i mean it's like they think oh the the just being there is gonna make you happy but it's actually the process of doing something that's greater and larger than you that's gonna make you feel more fulfilled rather than getting there yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, man, 100%. You couldn't have said that more. Yeah. Than that. Like, holy shit. Like, I know just, like my, like, my own personal experiences of going through that stuff where it's just, like, on a day-to-day basis, like, it does seem like a fucking grind with this stuff sometimes. And it feels, like, overwhelming. And you're just, like, you question yourself at times, like, hey, is this really worth it? Yeah. For, like, how much effort I'm putting into, et cetera, et cetera. But then I know what's, like, really big is that ability to reflect on everything. Yeah. And then see like two years ago where you were a year ago, six months, like what you were doing and the brand that you're establishing and you look what you're doing now. Yeah. And it's not even, not even like the, the, the music that you're putting out is necessarily even better, but you understand that perspective on how to do it better. And you have like a clear vision for your end product then. Yeah. Essentially. And, uh, it all takes planning. You know what I mean? And understanding that you're not going to get to where you want to go tomorrow. Like there's a few books, and I read books because mm-hmm. I went to school for business. I had yeah. to. Yeah, absolutely. And I learned that uh, 10,000 hours for mastery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put 10,000 hours towards anything, you'll be a master at it. Yeah. No matter what. Mm-hmm. So you got to put in the time. And I don't look at it as that to force myself to say, oh, gosh, I got to put 10,000 hours towards this. But it's... It's a matter of understanding that this thing that you want will take time. Yeah. So everyone wants to blow up tomorrow. Me, I'm like, four or five years sounds reasonable. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, way yeah. I can take in everything. I can build solid foundations, build yeah. solid connections, and I can meet a lot of meaningful people not with the intent of getting over on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people that want it fast, they just, they will step all over you to get to where they got to go because, mm-hmm. you know, they want to get there right now. And those are the people that just fall off. Yeah. Well, I think there's something beautiful in overcoming failure. Yeah. Like, I think failure is the best thing that could happen to you in your life because it gives you a whole new perspective on how to live your life and the the vision that you do have for your life. And I've always been somebody where... Your perspective on how you approach a situation dictates how you feel during the situation and the outcome of the situation. Whether it is reading a textbook, and if your mindset is, fuck, I don't give a shit about this, yeah. you're not going to learn. But if you're super open-minded and you're willing to like accept the knowledge, yeah. and I feel like just having that trait, being open-minded that you said that you have, that's so important during that growth. And I love that you said that you are looking five years in the future. Yeah. And I know like, a question I've asked myself is, okay, well, Say you're 35 years old, Matt, and it finally paid off. Yeah. Say you're 40 years old and it finally paid off. Would that be worth it for your rest of your life? I'm like, fuck yeah, man. I'm like, Hell in yeah. a heartbeat, like, it's so worth that payoff, you know? 
I saw a post today. It was saying, I forgot what his name was. It was a producer. He was producing since he was a teenager. Yeah. And he got his biggest role as a producer when he was 50. And that was the Michael Jackson thriller. That was his biggest hit. Oh, shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of years. Yeah, shit. You know what oh, I'm saying? God, yeah. It happened. It's like looking at even like other guys like who uh, Colonel Sanders and the guy that built Walmart. Is it Sam Walton or something like that? Oh, yeah, 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 Sam Walton. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like those guys, they had a vision. They had a dream. It was not like, you know, they got to get there now. It's like they mm -hmm. understood it's a process. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you get caught up in life. Yeah. And it'll sidetrack you. and But as long as you return to it, that's the most important part. Mm, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? So that's that's my take on that. For no, real. absolutely, man. Um, so I want to kind of go to your process of creating music. So what kind of introduced me to like the whole process from the moment of like inspiration. Obviously, inspiration <laughs> probably hits at like different moments. Oh, yeah, it's sporadic. To like the final, the product. Like give me like a summary if you could. Shit. It all depends on the day, the vibe. I have I taught myself more likely recently that I can't force it. Mm -hmm. I've been trying hard because I'm like, I need to create. I need to create. I have this heavy pressure on myself. Yeah. I need to get to where I got to go. So I have to create. I have yeah. to create. And I like pretty much dumbed it down just to, you know, if I do a little bit of a little bit over time, it'll add up type deal yeah so there's days where i'm like boom i can write a song in an hour and it'll be gucci mm -hmm. but then there's times where it's like i don't even feel like doing this shit right now yeah absolutely <laughs> you know I'm what i'm saying yeah. and it's just the ability to create it's the ability to create that feeling and getting that motivation almost out of thin air like that's one thing that i'm striving for right now mm -hmm. Um, but just getting into the right vibe is key for me. And I have, to, for me, it's like, I have to have a, an, like a, like a goal. Like, okay, today, what am I going to do? What am I trying to achieve? Mm -hmm. Okay. Do I want to make something that's like really vibey? Do I want to try something new? Yeah. Do I want to create a fucking banger? Do I want to create something to collab with? Mm -hmm. And that's just how I approach it first. And, you know, I just find my beats and then I just play beats and I try to, I always like just hear a beat if I like it within like 10 seconds. I try not to overthink it and listen yeah. too much. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I could probably, you know, find a little seat in this pocket of the song type deal. Yeah. I just put it in my stuff and I finally got a little set up. So it helps me That's to nice do it right thing. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely that helps you if you got something right there. For it's that. true. Yeah. It's true because it could come at any time. Mm. And boom, I hop on the mic and I'm like, I just start saying random shit, man. I'm just like, whatever. Like, yeah. And da 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 da. I'm like, okay, okay. I kind of like that one. And then I re record again with that same flow and then I try something new and. In the end, sometimes I could piece parts of the whole thing together mm -hmm. and it'll sound dope. Or there's just times where I get to the ending and I'm like, oh shit, that's a dope hook. I like that. And then yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll use that and build off of that. Yeah. So for me, it's 
getting it out, getting the right vibe, and just testing. It's like constant test. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you <laughs> That's mean. That's what Tri- it is. Tri- a lot of trial and error then, I'm assuming. A lot of trial and like, error. How much stuff do you, like, throw away? And, like, are you pretty willing to, like, work on, say, you work on something for 30 minutes and it's just not happening? Like, are you willing to move on I'll move or do you on. try and stick on? It? Like, I'll move on. You move on. Because it's like, I feel like I'm wasting my creative energy mm-hmm. trying to feed something that's not giving it back. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm like, okay, I'm forcing it now. Let's move on to something that'll probably, you know, because... As I'm creating, sometimes my mood change. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I'm 100%. like, okay, I don't want to deal with this shit right now. I'm not trying to hear this. I'm trying to get something more harder. I'm like, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. This beat ain't giving me that. Let me just move on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, so I want to go to your like your um, last music video with those fucking cool-ass lights. Which one was that one? Uh, the, the one. Fuck, which one was it? The Give Me a Reason one. Oh, yeah. That one, uh, that was a live session. All yeah. one take. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, those lights were fucking dope as shit. Like, yeah. So, where, like, what was the process behind, like, making your music videos then? Like, do you reach out to some other people, or do you do a lot of in-house editing on them, or? I don't touch that side of shit, man. Like, Fair. honestly, I can't. I have some sort of, like, creative ideas sometimes, mm. but yeah. I try to leave it out of my control and give people their space to be creative. Absolutely. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. And those that live session, it was uh, it was dope. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all me. It was obviously at Red Room. Yeah, he had a whole setup. Yeah, and he's just doing like a series of them. Okay. So I was like, man, like I had a, I did a couple tracks through the live session, but that gave me a reason was like one of the better takes that I had, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, I really like this song. I feel like I could express it a lot, and I was just like, yeah, let's just fucking do it. Absolutely, you know I mean? yeah, for sure. I've been a lot better. Like when I first started rapping, I did a, I did a a live session with him. Oh really? It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking bad. And the <laughs> fact that people were like, "Yo, this is not bad." I was like, "Yeah, okay." Okay, like, there. Yeah, you saw your. I appreciate though. you guys for getting me through that. But like yeah. once I listened to it, I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you feel like? Because obviously. Like, without, with COVID now, like, there's no concerts. And I feel like trying to get, like, opening acts of rappers who are coming to Edmonton or at least getting, like, a some type of venue to perform at. Yeah. That's so important because that's, like, what? Like, hundreds of people who just get to listen to you right away. And if you get, like, 1% of that, right? Like, that's a few people right there that can then spread the word more so and more so. Like, that, that adds up over time. How do you feel, like, the lack of venues has affected your ability to, like, grow yourself as a local rapper in Edmonton? Uh, personally, I just take it as an opportunity to keep bettering myself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm like, yeah. okay, the world's on pause. I'm going to be fucking good for when it opens up. Yeah. That's just the way I see it. Absolutely. So I'm like, fuck it. You know, I wish I can go out there and perform, but I just think of it like, you know, maybe it's just not my time yet. That's fair. You know what I mean? I feel like sometimes it is best to work underground almost yeah. and build like... Like you're saying, that foundation that you then you want to build, like, your skyscraper yeah. on. And it's hard. I mean, it's good to perform, you know, for the first time in front of people. But if I can somehow build myself up and kind of, like, get people excited to want to go see me, that they will come with intention. Yeah. Rather sure. than just, you know, me trying to wow someone over from just meeting them. Which is also requires skill. Also, yeah, absolutely. It's... Yeah. 
for me, it's either or. I don't take it as a downfall or of any sort. Yeah. Like, yeah, like in terms of financially, it'd probably be best to do shows and yeah. help make some of that, you know, yeah, ends back. Sure. But besides all of that, like, I don't really, I don't let it affect me. I just see in COVID, hopefully it goes away. <laughs> yeah, it's something that's out of your control. Yeah, so it's out of my, it exactly. Yeah, it's sure. out of my control. I can take advantage of this time to get good at this thing while everyone's stressing about the other shit. For sure, yeah. I'll be fucking A1, and then once shit opens up, it's like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. And how is he not affected by what's going on type deal? Yeah. Well, I think it's super important how you viewed the, the pandemics. I know a lot of people just took the time to watch Netflix and get into, like, bad habits, but I, like, a lot, a lot of people I know took it as an opportunity to then have that free time to do something on their own and create something on their own. Whether it's like, you know, somebody who started um, doing this like really cool ass painting and shit like that. And oh, she actually shit. started a side business on it. So like, she's doing that. Um, like I know my one buddy starting a fitness account and like a fitness page and like getting into like, a whole yeah. fitness business and everything. So it's just like the pandemic has created so many problems for people, but it's just like I, we were talking before. It's all about your perspective. Yeah. Like how you view the situation. Which, and made a lot of people look different ways and get more creative too as well. Absolutely. So instead of, you know, they're like, oh, damn, it's over. Like, it actually, for some people, like, it's like, man, there's an opportunity here to do something. Yeah, for sure. You know, and there's always opportunities and things that are bad, mm. no matter what it is. What are some of your goals for, like, kind of looking in the future now with you yourself as a rapper your personal life or even like your brand like what are some of the goals that you want to achieve in the next long term i want to be a fucking superstar you do yeah that's what i want like and that's why i've been just working on building that foundation mm -hmm. i don't want to be someone that just show their face here today and tomorrow they're gone mm -hmm. or else it won't be worth it yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and that's like I want to be able to reach as many people and kind of like open your minds. Like, you know what I mean? That's my whole brand is just yeah. to show you that you can think ahead. You can think bigger than yourself and just hit a more vast majority of like whatever's happening in the world in just a more creative way. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's like what they need to know. Like, it's all good. Yeah. Don't stress about what's happening to you today. You know, like, you still have life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You still have yeah. life. So. Don't just, take that shit for granted. Don't take it for granted. And if things look rough right now, it's not. It's, I mean, it is for now, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A tunnel don't just stay dark. Absolutely. So. Matt, I think that's the most beautiful way to end this podcast. <laughs> yeah. This has been a blessing, man. Yes, Thank sir. you so much for coming. This was actually, oh, we went down a rabbit hole. This was so much fun. You definitely got to come back on, though, man. This was yes, sir. the last time. Any final words? Like, you want to give out like any shout-outs to like some of your work or anything like that? Man, I want to shout-out to everybody that's, you know, a part of this whole rap scene. Just continue doing what you're doing. We need to continue building the community. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And even doing this shit right here, this is dope. I thank yeah. you for having me. No, man, for sure. And reaching out and stuff and... Of course, I'm going to do this because I want to help build whatever it is I can for the city, right? For sure, yeah, absolutely, so, yeah. everyone that's doing this shit, just keep fucking going. Just remember, like, we have our we have our goals, but 
it's also larger than us because we're creating a movement. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not just getting the hottest song and going into the industry and fuck everybody else. It's mm -hmm. not that. Because you're actually kind of like paving the way for the youths that see you. And they like, oh, shit, we can do that, too, rather than reverting to other shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, building a foundation and community and a reputation in Edmonton as, like, a Exactly. A city, you know? Yeah, just stay away from all the shit that they make seem cool because it's not. Mm -hmm. They're just using it as a ploy to make more money. That's <laughs> literally man. what it is. Absolutely. They're getting exploited, so. Where can people find your music at, man? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> search up Brandino, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love the shit. Uh... I'm on IG, at Graham Killer, Twitter, TikTok, all that shit. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'll give you a um, shout out on Instagram as well, too. Don't yeah, for sure. It. I'm definitely going to shout you out. All right, bro. And, yeah, thanks a lot. Right, man. <laughs> thanks for coming on, bro. That was so much fucking fun. Yeah. Oh, man, that was dope as fuck. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of yeah, Off the Dome. I hope you guys had an absolute blast listening to this podcast. And just a reminder that if you do like this podcast which i know you do please like and subscribe as it would go a long way in helping the algorithm reach as many people as possible it would be greatly appreciated but as always thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode and stay tuned for new content dropping weekly along with content on my youtube channel which you can find at our youtube page escape reality the link will be in the bio but without further ado, I will shut up so you beautiful humans can enjoy the rest of the day without me in your ear. Peace and love, y'all.